Hey, welcome to Between Sundays, a worship realities podcast. This channel is supported by Diamonds Worship and will open the curtain on the realities of worship ministry in the church. Subscribe on Spotify or your favorite audio player and join the conversation with some of the area's best in worship and church leadership. Artwork for today's episode has been provided by Heather Hall of Heather Hall Creatives, and the podcast music was crafted by local producer Nathan Tubbs. Credits for this channel can be found in the description. Now to our hosts, Heather Hughes and Taylor Wood. Hey, what's up? And uh, welcome to the brand new Between Sundays podcast channel. Yeah, Heather, welcome we to it. I'm excited. Very first episode. Yes, first episode. We got Jacob Paul introing us. Yep. What a guy. He's awesome. Love his voice. I you do know, too. He, uh, I don't know if you know this or you think this, but when you look at, listen to Jacob's music, he uh-huh. sounds like John Mayer. Absolutely. He totally pulls the Isn't John Mayer, Mayer vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I thought I was wrong about that, but then I showed some of his music to some of my friends, and they were like, no, definitely. Uh-huh. Sounds like John Mayer. Uh-huh. So uh, if you like those silky voice intro that Jacob gave, hop yes. on Spotify and listen to some of Please do. Uh, the vertical community uh, music there, because you'll hear uh, <laughs> John Mayer's, I guess, what, what are those called? Doppelgangers? Oh, I'm voice. Sure. What's a voice doppelganger? We're going to have to look it up. We'll have to figure that out. I don't yep. know. Hey, uh, like I said, first episode, this is really, really cool stuff. We're super excited about uh, being here and being able to talk to some of our best uh, friends and people we know here in uh, our area and yeah. beyond. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got some wonderful stuff uh, planned. Um, Heather has written down some awesome names of people she knows. And you have, have as well. I it's it's, it's well. exciting. Yeah. It is very exciting, yeah. Um, and as we go along this thing, as you're listening, there's going to be more and more things to tap into. There's going to be Instagram accounts to follow. There's going to be Facepoint. Facepoint? Mm-hmm. Facepoint Facepoint. <laughs> We're going to create a new social media network called Facepoint. Here um, for it. Here for it. We don't know how to do that. We know how to record stuff. That's right. It. Um, That's fine. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. Um, in which most of those things you're going to hear or see on those would probably come from our girl, Heather Hall, Uh who I want to call out because she does what for us? She's incredible. She creates our, she created our logo, all of our design, our look, like that was totally her. Um, it's perfect. It's awesome. Yeah. She did it out of the love of her heart for us, which is shocking that that exists. I think it was love for you. I don't don't think Heather loves me at all. She's very talented and she has got quite a knack just for, for putting something down like when you give her a give her a thought or yeah. an idea like she can just make it come to life and yeah. so she's awesome super pumped for that and if you like the music that were that we were playing at the uh, top of it mm-hmm. that's a guy named Nathan Tubbs Nathan yes. Tubbs lives here in the area um, he's a local producer but he does so much more he's a phenomenal musician you're looking for a good musician to hire out guitar uh, or, or any uh, other things uh, Nathan Tubb is your, Tubbs is your guy you can find both those people on Instagram if you just search for their names I'm sure yeah. it will come up pretty quickly and you can get connected with them. Uh, we know um, those people from our own personal lives, uh-huh. but also we're connected. You and I are connected, and we got we got to know each other, as well as have connected these all these other names through a group called Diamonds Worship. Uh, I just love it so much. Yes, such this, a cool community. It is a cool community. Um, we're we're biased by now, but uh, sure, we're gonna stay. But that it way. is awesome. We're gonna stay biased. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Diamonds Worship uh, is a, a group of creatives who believe that Jesus is the original creator Mm -hmm. and we want to serve the churches here in Northwest Arkansas by um, writing and releasing honest music. And most of the time that's going to be represented through making much of our Savior. So um, Diamonds Worship is a really, really awesome group. They support this channel, Mm -hmm. uh, but also a lot of these names and a lot of the people that you're going to hear from here uh, here on this channel um, uh, are going to somehow interact with that community, which has been really cool. And also just to call out more stuff for diamonds, uh, diamonds, um, uh, in November, so a couple of months ago, yes. uh, released their um, second grouping of songs. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. first official EP, honestly. Right. Yep. Uh, first official EP, and uh, have five wonderful songs on it. Heather they Sings with so a guy good. named Kevin Keen. Um, and on, Taylor, you bring the house down on Good yeah. Shepherd. It's just amazing. So yeah. anointed. Yes. So all those are really awesome. I don't know how we got to get Heather, you got to sing on the next group. Like, it's just got to happen. She doesn't know how to answer that, y'all. But I'm just saying. Thank you, Taylor. Hey, <laughs> no. Diamonds. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Truly, like That's honestly, fine for you. I'm yeah. just, 
I'm pumped to get to even associate with Diamonds Worship. Yeah. So whatever they want to do, you can I'm here for it. That. I'm going to say okay. we got to get you on a song because right. you, you can't. If you were to say that, that would be really weird. But I'll say that we got to get you on a song. So well, uh, I'll, I'll speak to the board on that, and we'll we'll get you on the next uh, on the next <laughs> round of things. Uh, but yeah, be looking for more stuff from this channel yes. online and yep. uh, more ways to interact. For now, um, sadly, I'm sorry, but you just have to listen to really intriguing, awesome interviews. And that's Here it. it is. That's all we it's have. what you get. Uh, and yeah. I think I'm ready to jump into our first one. Let's do it. Yeah. So today we're gonna be we're gonna be chatting with a dear friend of mine. Her name is Christina Clark. Um, Christina, she's a worship pastor. She's a pastor's wife. She's a media director, office manager. Uh, volunteer director, like girl does it all. Mm -hmm. She is incredible. And she and her husband, uh, Brian, they've been married for 25 years. They actually planted a church uh, called Centerpoint Church in Lowell, Arkansas, just four years ago. Um, they have two kids, Justin and Courtney. Uh, and just recently, Justin actually just got married to a sweet girl named Taylor. Uh, so they just welcomed her into the Taylor, family. Yeah, we like it's it. a cool name. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Christina, she has a passion for music. Like everything about it from the creation process to the tools used to make it, the story behind it. She's just, she's captivated mm -hmm. by it. And it's it's really cool. And so you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to always find music playing wherever she is, whether that's in her office, her car, her home. Um, and every season has a playlist. Like, I'm so here for that. Like That's really, that, that's, I, a, that's a pretty I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because different, I mean, if you're writing in the car or if you're mm -hmm. in your office, different moods call yeah. for different tunes you know so it, it does i just don't have the discipline to make those lists you know I, i'm the well, one goals. i'm typing stuff like in <laughs> in the search bar like writing in your car playlist for when you're having fun i don't know like, yeah I, the dumbest i'm searches. sure something yeah. probably john mayer or jacob paul pops up maybe jacob paul yeah yeah, yeah. So. Voice <laughs> yes. but uh christina she's she's been in ministry for 24 years and as we've already said, she serves in many different roles. And she and Brian, they served on staff at Trinity Fellowship in Fayetteville for 11 years before the Lord called them to plant a church in Lowell. So I can't wait to just pick into her brain today and mm -hmm. just see her perspective on worship ministry and all these other elements that play into her day to day, the things that she's doing mm -hmm. between Sundays, you know, on right. a weekly basis and what that looks like for her. So right. I'm pumped to, to chat with her today about that. Me too. Let's yeah. get into it. Let's do it. Christina. Good morning. First episode. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. It's I'm fun. excited to be here. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, I think so that when we were planning the channel, uh, Heather and I sat and we were like, who do we want to talk to? There's just got to be a bunch of people we want to talk to. Mm -hmm. You were the first yeah, name. Yeah, absolutely. Heather wrote Yes, down. you were my first name. And mm -hmm. what's that make you feel? I mean, that's that's something coming from Heather. I know Heather. Yeah. And if you're the first name she writes down, that means you got to be pretty special. Oh, that makes you feel great. pretty awesome. That makes you yes. feel great. I've known Heather for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot of awesome ministry mm. things together. And we've, I mean, I'm a lot older than Heather, but we kind of grown up together. It seems yeah. like. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty I cool. Mean, our, yeah. our relationship kind of started more as like you were kind of more of a mentor yeah. to me. Um, so kind of some context, like she and her husband, Brian, they were. Uh, they were my youth pastors for mm -hmm. a little while, you know, and so um, Christina, she's just a rock star when it comes to worship. That's kind of why she's here today. One of the many, 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 many reasons why you're <laughs> here today. But um, she kind of just helped me kind of get my footing, you yeah, know, in the yeah. world of worship and, and challenged me and pushed me to lead. And um, so she really had a lot to do with like developmental stuff for me, you know, just in that area of ministry. And then as time went on, you know, just a part of just all the things, you know, in, in my life and, and just has grown to be one of my best friends on this planet. And so we've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. We've experienced some really cool things together. Yeah, for sure. We have. Yeah. Awesome. So. Well, I'm excited to get to know you. Yeah. And I think this conversation is going to be good. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Centerpoint? Mm -hmm. That's right. You guys are down in Lowell. We're in Lowell. Correct. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Centerpoint. Okay. Um, so Centerpoint Church, we launched in 2017 um, for about, we were on staff in uh, Fayetteville at Trinity Fellowship for about 11 years. And for the year leading up to our launch, the Lord really started just um, moving us and, and working on us about a new work that he was wanting to start in Lowell. And yeah. so 
just it's a really long story. I won't go into all the details, but there was just confirmation after confirmation. Mm-hmm. And with our leadership at Trinity 100% on board and informed mm-hmm. um, and yeah. supporting, we took a step. And so in October of 2017, we launched and uh, and we've just we've been moving forward ever since. I mean, are you from this area? Yeah. Yeah. So Lowell, you've kind of seen from uh, you're so you're from here, been here mm-hmm. your whole life. Mm-hmm. You've kind of seen things grow and expand. And uh, Lowell, was there something specific about that location that stood out to you guys? Um, well, it is the which our, our church's center point, and it, it uh-huh. was the. I feel like it, it, the Lord was saying it's the center of uh-huh. everything that's going on in Northwest Arkansas. It's a, right. there's a lot of growth that's taking place. That even when we stepped out and and started Center Point Church was not that growth wasn't taking place at that time. Yeah. So just it just a confirmation that the Lord knows what He's doing. So yeah, we've seen a lot of growth. Um, I, I've been in this area for many years, and I've seen it just triple in size, quadruple mm-hmm. in size. So yeah. Well, we have a fun question that okay. we want to start off with. Yes. Um, are you ready for this? Are you ready? Maybe. Okay. If you had a podcast, what would it be about? Okay. <laughs> do you listen to podcasts normally? Oh, I do. Yeah. I okay. listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, honestly? Yeah. Yes, okay. Of, of course. Yeah. Yes, I would say uh, it would have something to do with road rage and the modern Christian. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You will never find on my car a sticker that says "Follow me to Center Point Church" because I don't want people following me. Oh my! Anywhere. Oh, so this I'm is serious. like how to have road rage. How to as a deal with Christian? it? No, no, we don't oh. want road rage. Oh, okay. We want to be which Christ-like. Would be interesting too, though. Yes, you could help people how to. Uh, there might Christian be this like rage. Christian road rage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast. Like a therapeutic yeah. thing. Mm. Yeah. I don't know that a lot of good comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> you get where you're going faster. You do. I just don't understand. I love Jesus. I love yes. people, but I don't understand getting on the road and not having a destination and just wanting to get getting there. Getting there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so okay. I think it's common. You're not a cruiser. No. Let me set up the most uh, <laughs> no. uh, triggering situation for you that I can think I of. I don't know that I'm... <laughs> can I pass on this? Go no, ahead. No, you can't pass on this. Okay. Save the pass for later. <laughs> four-way stop. Four-way stop. Okay. All, it's four-way stop, like all mm-hmm. stop signs. Mm-hmm. Three cars pull up. Yes. At the same time. Right. To the four-way stop. Mm-hmm. And I'll throw one little more caveat in there. One car never really fully stops. Mm-hmm. You know, they do that that slow stop thing mm-hmm. that people do where they don't decide they're going to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everyone just looks at each other. And like, who goes? Well, you'll not find me being the one that says, <laughs> you go. No, you go. That drives me crazy. Yeah. In a, a perfect world, the person that has rolled through the the stop sign is, uh, I mean, they're, I think. You think it, they've claimed the territory? Yeah, they're expressing dominance in that. <laughs> I will allow it. I'll allow it. But yeah, if you're going to roll through, mm-hmm. get on through. Go on ahead. Can I tell you what I'll do? I will <laughs> stare. Because, by the way, if you're listening, the person on the right has the right of way. Yes, Truth. This is true. Okay. It's and a I, will, I will stare at that person until they go. <laughs> really? If they're waving me on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I care very much that you know the road rules. Mm-hmm. I care very much about that. I will stare. I'll be like, no, I'm not going. Right. Mm-hmm. It, you need to go. If you would have just gone, we would have all left by now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to listen to your podcast. When I record it, I will invite you. <laughs> that would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it would be very useful. Don't get me started on crosswalks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the cro- just for the record, if you are in a crosswalk... <laughs> You have the right of way. Yes. Please go. Please go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I got to push back on that. <laughs> you're talking about if you're already in it? No, no. If you're waiting to cross. If you're waiting to cross? Yeah. Once the light flashes, Hold on. Right? Okay. Well, well, that's a different... Well, no, I'm oh. not talking... Yeah, yeah. It, We're talking about just normal... Follow the normal cross. Follow oh. the directional oh, okay, signs, okay. yes. No visual but, indicators. Okay. No, you're just... You're in the middle of a street. Middle street. Okay. Downtown area. The problem I have with folks on that is you have to stop and then you may go. Right. You can't just ride your name bike through the crosswalk. <laughs> but don't you see it and all I'm, the time? Oh, yeah. I'm a bike rider. Right. I get it. You don't want to stop. Right. But you can't blow through. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Just because you have the right away does not mean you can blow through. Well, you it's stop. not wise. Courtesy stop. It's not it's wise. Because I'll run you. It has I'll, the I'll, tendency I'll, to hurt. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. that's good. All right, cool. Okay. So uh, I love it. Christian mm-hmm. uh, Christian Road Ethics, maybe. There you yeah. go. I like that better. That sounds, that's a better Road title. Ethics. That yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Um, sounds good. Cool. Heather, I'm going to pass it to you. All right. Well, we've kind of dug into, you know, just the start of Centerpoint. Um, but I want to just, I want to give you a second to just kind of take some time to brag on the Lord and brag on the church and kind of some things that you've seen happen over the last few years okay. uh, since the launch. Um, since our launch, we obviously, you know, everyone knows that we've been through a pandemic or mm-hmm. we're living yeah. in a pandemic world. So, some of the plans and the thoughts and the the things that we had planned were not necessarily where we expected to be, where mm-hmm. I expected to be. But the Lord has been one hundred percent faithful mm-hmm. in every single step, <clears throat> and He has. Um, he told us that this church was going to be um, a church like nothing we had seen. Mm-hmm. It's uh, our mission is to um, to make Northwest Arkansas a better place to live by serving our community, loving our neighbors, and leading people to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so um, not only have I seen that the Lord will give dreams, but then He fulfills them. He mm-hmm. will fulfill them in us. And and so when He you know, told us that we were to be a serving church, mm-hmm. um, immediately doors began to open for mm-hmm. that. Um, and so... You know, we we started in the beginning. You know, when the whole the whole saying of we just want to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of people say that, um, but nobody really gives something for nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. so it was hard to kind of break into that, um, getting involved with the city, and and they were, you know, always welcoming of us, but there was you know some hesitancy for good cause. Um, so as we have grown and we begin to serve, doors have been opened. The Lord always provides mm-hmm. um, connections and openings for us to show His love in our community by serving. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, I, and <clears throat> I want to kind of note, because we're going to push into your role mm-hmm. in the worship ministry, because mm-hmm. um, for, for this channel's sake, we're going to kind of mm-hmm. focus on those things, right? But I want to know the mission of your church, that service, uh, that emphasis and focus, how are how do you feel like you guys as a worship ministry to kind of I guess broach into that now mm-hmm. like yeah. how do you guys feel like you're addressing that as a worship ministry because we all know most people listening us three sitting here and worship ministry takes a lot of time mm-hmm. it takes a lot of effort and, and in a lot of ways man if you're serving in that in one of those capacities that's quite a commitment so then how are you how do you think um, or how have you seen maybe in, in you guys context the worship ministry directly affecting that outward service into the community focus that you, it, what is the mission of your church or how does the worship ministry bolstering that or supporting that overall mission of getting your church outside in the community? Well, I will say that um, four years in, we're still, our worship department is still in its infancy. Yeah, I mean, it's been a, a lot of just sewing and it, just a, a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, as a ministry in general, uh, we have a lot of, of workers in our church. Mm-hmm. And so um, <clears throat> I, let me think about that. I mean, for example, one of the first outreach, outreach things that we did, um, one of the, we had um, a, there was a Christmas parade that the Lowell city of Lowell was wanting to, to start having these every year. And so for the first year, um, I was invited to sit on a, a, a planning group that plans events. Um, mm. another door opened, mm-hmm. but one of those opportunities that I took was for us to do Christmas carols for mm. right. the yeah. community. And so it's little things. Yeah. So you were on the planning, uh, with the planning group for the city. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I was cool. invited yeah. to do that. That was a, a door that the Lord opened, and right. I, I right. love it. We have amazing, amazing public service. You know, our, our people are, are great. The city of Lowell has great employees, and they. Um, so anyway, they they invited me to do that. That was one of the first things we did. Was we gathered a choir, mm. and cool. there was a, like, a group of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, and we yeah. we just sang Christmas carols, and it was such an, a unique opportunity because you know. Um, people in the crowd just they sang along, you know. Mm-hmm. You invite them, and it just it made a a, a nice community setting. It was mm-hmm. it was great. So we try to um, get total 
involvement right. across the board, right. um, not necessarily just with the worship department, but we, again, have a church of workers. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love that. I love that. What would you say has been, like, one of your biggest challenges, like, with doing worship ministry at the church since, like you said, you know, you're having to build it from the ground up, you know, in those phases of infancy and just kind of navigating through that. Like, what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges with that? Volunteers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 100%. Um, it's when we, you know, I, we le- I left a, a culture that was, um, that was very, I don't know how to say it. I had, it was a culture of just worshipers. You know, mm. you look to your left, you know, we were on the platform leading worship, you look to your left, there's a worshiper there, a worship leader. You mm-hmm. look to your right, there's a worship leader. And so suddenly I found myself alone. I felt very alone because mm. starting from scratch, mm-hmm. it can be anything. It can look right. like anything, mm-hmm. but in other ways that's somewhat debilitating because you really have to spend a lot of time and figure out who the Lord wants you to be mm. in right. this moment. Right. So. Um, volunteers have been a struggle. We're a smaller congregation, um, getting people involved. I've had a lot of help from people outside of the church who have made commitments to come in and serve yeah. um, for a season. Mm-hmm. But when that season is up, I have to honor that. Yeah. And I thank them for coming in and serving. It was understood in the beginning. but So that would yeah. be the biggest thing. Yeah, and in, in, in a small church, especially <laughs> in the beginning... Everyone does everything. There's no, yeah. I specialize in this mm-hmm. or I only do this here. And it's like, well, we really need to do this and this and this too. <laughs> if we're going to actually get outside and be involved in the community Definitely. and actually do these things and also have church every week, by the way, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> everyone has to do everything. And and also everyone has to live missionally. Uh, if we're ever going to invite others into the, our, the mission we feel called to, mm-hmm. then we all have to... I'll as well be living missionally outside as individuals and inviting others into that. It's a lot. It's a big call. And uh, everyone has to wear kind of multiple hats. Uh, so for you, I'm kind of interested on mm-hmm. uh, what are the few hats that you see yourself putting on uh, primarily or most often? And this is outside worship Wherever. included yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I do... Um, Primary role is worship, worship pastor, mm-hmm. and then also pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am a media director, and I um, run the office, mm-hmm. yeah. which is kind of a given, I think, um, at this stage. And then right now, I'm doing currently volunteer volunteer ministry and recruiting and and scheduling that falls to me. I say currently because. You know, this is a list of things that remain. Mm-hmm. I have um, handed stuff off because everyone benefits mm-hmm. if I share responsibility. Right. Everything gets better. So there are things that I've handed off mm-hmm. to um, to other people. But those are the things that currently yeah. I, I head up. Right. It's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Let's, it is yeah, a lot. Let's not discredit that for sure. I yeah. think it's it's amazing though that you are you're just such a high caliber leader, you know, and and uh, you, you are your capacity is is so great, but also your standard is so great. Like you do so much with excellence, and so like I just want to say I think you're awesome, you know, Thank for. You for um, not only stepping out of like what was comfortable, what was known, but like being obedient and then stepping into not one role, but multiple roles and and uh, willingly and obediently doing that and serving the Lord with those gifts and, and, uh, and leading others in that process. Mm-hmm. I think it's amazing. I think it's Thank incredible. You. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't underestimate example, right? We can't underestimate right. example. All of us have people who've gone before us that are mm-hmm. examples. Paul mm-hmm. talks about this to pretty much every church, you know, he writes to or, or plants. Um, and he he seemingly arrogantly says, I want you to be like me. Mm-hmm. But what he's saying is I want you to pursue Jesus and, and he's being the example to others. And so mm-hmm. um, I agree. I'll mm-hmm. concur, Heather. So Yeah, absolutely. So, um, well, so this podcast is, is originally, it was intended to kind of highlight what ministry looks like between Sundays. I think there's a lot that think um, 
in any area of ministry, but specifically to worship ministry, think it's just a put four songs together and hop on the stage and sing <laughs> some songs on Sunday. <laughs> right. And we so. know there's so much more to it than that if we want to do it um, well, right? And right. so so what are some things like about weekday ministry that just keep you coming back? Or what, what is maybe like your, your week between Sundays look like? I know you've already kind of laid the foundation, you know, in terms of, of, of roles, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does that kind of look like for you specifically just in the season that you're in? Well, practically speaking, yes, um, I'm a list person. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to stay very organized or things just don't get done. Mm-hmm. And so um, I have segmented my schedule and just again getting really practical you know Mondays are all about people every day is about people Mm -hmm. but that's when I do office work I do all of the connection follow-ups um who was here who wasn't um right just general office housekeeping yeah Yeah, it's the stuff that's not super fun sometimes Right. Um, Tuesdays are all about um, social media and about websites so I'm I'm trying to plan out so Mm. I'll look at the calendar I plan out these are the events coming. These are the posts that are going to need to go out, and I try to schedule that yeah. ahead of time. Are you using a scheduler for that online? Uh, I'm just using the one that's native to Facebook business right now. Okay. I have cool. a, yeah. I have done others. I've tried others, but it seems like that one's the easiest. You guys are primarily pushing that stuff through Facebook? Facebook and Instagram. Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Does it go natively from Facebook to Instagram mm-hmm. when you do that? That's yep. cool. Yeah. Um, there's some, some differences with, like, files and stuff like that that right. I've seen, but, yeah. It, it's a pretty smooth thing. And that's all, I love that that's all just provided for mm-hmm. most of our organizational yes. pages. You can access those tools. It's yep. great. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I try scheduling that stuff out. Wednesdays are all about volunteers, they're all about worship. Mm. Um, what songs, you know, worship Wednesday. Set lists, yes. <laughs> set lists and who's, you know, who's yeah. accepting, who's declining. Uh-huh. Yeah. This person's on vacation, this mm-hmm. person's out. You know, just trying to balance that because. Yeah. I understand that people have lives sure. and they're working full-time jobs. I'm not going to schedule the same person for three Sundays in a row. People right. need yeah. a break. Mm-hmm. And so that that's a challenge. Is that Altered yes. Planning Center? Mm-hmm. You guys use, I do it okay. through Planning Center, yeah. yeah. Yep, I actually utilize a sheets, a spreadsheet mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. a Google Docs and, and try to keep track of who is where and how we're doing all of that. So right. that just because I want our people to be well cared for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and then Thursdays are all about media. I'm, I'm doing video announcements, recording audio for that, um, making sure that any videos that we might need for yeah. Sunday are there. Um, and then yeah. Fridays are technically a day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But important thing is through the week, I, like I said, the whole week is about people. So yes. yeah. I'm trying to, to follow up with people. And this is going to get really, really um, specific. But like, for instance, if there's a, a couple who's missed church for three weeks, you mm-hmm. don't want to text them at 9 a.m. on Monday morning every single week because uh-huh. it's just repetitive. So I try to plan out who's got what going on. I'm going to text this person on Thursday. I'm going to call this person on mm-hmm. Wednesday to yeah. spread that out and make sure they're getting it needs to be a meaningful conversation, right. not just a check. You on know, exactly. I, yeah. I'm not going to yeah. check them off of the list. Right. Mm-hmm. And that conver- what a lot of people don't realize about those conversations is how long they, they mm-hmm. take. Yep. Because when you try to communicate through text message mm-hmm. or even a phone call, most time people are at work or they're doing something. So you don't get that first phone call in. They'll call you back or they'll text you back. If you want to get together and have a meaningful conversation with them face-to-face, you got to align schedules. Mm-hmm. And so following up with people is not a single occurrence. A lot of time, it's it's a two week event, mm-hmm. just because you're trying to communicate regularly with people in that way, and so that it really is a tough job just to follow up with individuals, mm-hmm. because it takes a long time to connect with folks, and and because we all have things going on. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like. Um, first of all, be careful with how much you say, because you never know who's listening. Someone's going to try and hire you for doing right. all that stuff. <laughs> Uh, so you might want to say, I just caveat is uh, we don't, I don't want to do all these things right. forever, but not uh, forever. <laughs> right. doing them right. for now. Yes. Yeah. For now. Or for, I guess everyone, there's a certain price. Maybe there could be a price for that, but I don't probably know. not. Probably not. No, <laughs> probably price. not. It's not worth it. There's nothing worth knowing the, you know, the piece of knowing you're where you're supposed to be. That's right. Even That's when right. everything That's looks so true. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. Looks Absolutely. Heather, I'm just trying to stay out of your way. Oh, okay. 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 I have a tendency, you know, I'll just keep going. You know, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's totally okay. Um, 
Hey, this one I'm actually like really, really excited to dig into with you, but it's good grief. The, the topic of balance in ministry and life and does it not feel so tricky sometimes? Like I just feel like finding that balance of ministry and, and personal life and, and all the things in between can get so off kilter so fast if you don't have intentionality. And so I want to kind of know what your thoughts are on this and what do you do like to set up boundaries and balance um, in your in your day-to-day life with all of those elements? What does that kind of look like for you? It is very tricky. Yes. And there is a lot of opportunity for guilt and shame mm-hmm. to set in if you're not careful. That's true. So boundaries are vital. Mm-hmm. Boundaries communicate to everyone what is valuable to you mm-hmm. and what really matters to you. Mm-hmm. So that includes your family. If you don't have boundaries, they can, they'll perceive that they're not important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so boundaries are, are vital. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, will you say that again? I, like for, I, I heard you the first time. I just want everyone to hear it that twice. That statement. That last statement about your family. Boundaries communicate to them. Right. That they, it, I mean, if you don't have, I don't remember how I said it, but if, if you don't have boundaries, <laughs> yeah. a lack of boundaries communicates that they're not valuable to right. you. It's so true. It right. really is yeah. true. Yep. That's true. So I wanted um, to amen that harder. Okay. So I wanted you to say it again. <laughs> okay. So I could be like, mm. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yep. So, yeah. So in ba- boundaries, they, to set boundaries, it requires a really solid understanding of, yeah. of who you are and what the Lord has called you to do in mm-hmm. this season of mm-hmm. life. It's a really hard lesson that I am probably just starting to kind of get. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord has really worked some things in that. Um, just understanding that people have real emergencies. So you mm-hmm. set these boundaries um, and you hold fast to them. But you also have to realize as a shepherd that people mm-hmm. have real emergencies. Family members pass away. Kids end up in the emergency room. Yes. Things happen. And especially mm-hmm. at this level of our church is smaller. Um, you have, as a shepherd, you have to be available to your people. You do. Mm -hmm. And I'll be really blunt with you guys. Yeah. If someone in your congregation or someone, a a brother or sister in Christ is in the middle of an emergency or in the middle of a, of a, of chaos Mm -hmm. and you're not moved to compassion for them and you're not moved to action by that. You need to pray. We need to be praying for the Lord to soften our hearts, or we need to ask the Lord to move us into a different role. Because as a shepherd, our people are of the most value. So, so I said all that to say, boundaries are important in ministry. We come across manipulators. We come across people Mm. who are never happy. Mm. They're never satisfied. Mm. Um, And so, you do your best. And you serve and you love and you pray for those people. Right. But if you're going to lose somebody over a boundary, you're never going to you're never going to keep them anyway. And so it's you have to be careful because it's not a um, it's not an excuse to write off somebody Mm -hmm. who's just struggling or having a difficult time. Never. But if you understand that that their goal is manipulation, their Mm -hmm. goal is they're just hungry for attention. Right. Um, you're never going to keep them, no matter I, what you do. I think it's important too to to call out when you say if their goal is manipulation. Sometimes that's intentional. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Other times it's unintentional. Right. They don't even realize that that they are um, they are codependent on other people's mm-hmm. attention um, because we're humans and we don't fully understand ourselves mm-hmm. uh, every you know all the time. And so it could very well be an intentional thing. Could very well be an unintentional thing. But it's up to us as the leaders. To be able, uh, actually, I won't even say it's up to us as leaders, up to us as individuals to be able to manage our own selves mm-hmm. in a way that whenever you're talking about people actually being in crisis, if you haven't been managing yourself well mm-hmm. up until that point, you'll have nothing left right. for that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so those boundaries not only keep you sane mm-hmm. every day, but they, re- they they keep some in the reserve for mm-hmm. whenever those those things come up, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, then you can respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, it comes back to the heart. You know, those people who are who are manipulating intentionally, they never will have good. I mean, they're not having good intentions. Right. But the people who aren't aren't intentionally manipulating, you keep loving them, mm-hmm. praying for them, 
welcome him back, and right. um, the Lord will do the rest. Yes. Right. Probably through that. you. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. the cool part. So, so being, yeah. being called a biblical community, though. Right. Um, if Let's say we were talking. You've, you've given some, some good answers on this. Uh, I want to ask it maybe in just a little bit different way to see if we can and tap into some, something else, which would be for young leaders, for young people in ministry or going into ministry, considering voc- uh, vocational ministry maybe. Um, maybe they're not young. Maybe they're starting off wherever they are in life, right? So for people starting in vocational ministry, we are communicated to that biblical church community is an intertwining of life together, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's more than just coming and doing your job. Like biblical community, as we say from the stage, that you're not really living in biblical community unless you're living life with other people and doing life with them. Mm-hmm. There's some very blurry lines mm-hmm. for church leadership. It's a very blurry line for we're, we're communicating that to church members, which includes us as leaders. We're a part of the church as well. But then the blurriness is you're also your job is to work with the people. And so you're working with people all day long. And then what am I supposed to also be meeting with people at night? Because if I'm not living life with them, then I'm not in real biblical community in this conversation of boundaries. Mm -hmm. How do you think you would speak to a young church leader in shaping that viewpoint or like shaping that conversation or that blurriness of living in biblical community as an individual and marrying that with I also work at a church as a church leader. What's the balance there? I know that's kind of a, a quick a hitter, question. a big question. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's probably not a perfect answer, but right. that blurriness is something to address, I think. Mm, definitely. Well, again, back to the boundaries. You set your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, do your best to stick with them outside, meetings outside of that. Um, can be scheduled. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, nothing spontaneous or, you know, but um, people are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I really do find myself throughout the week asking the question, how can I make sure that he or she or this person feels loved, valued, and seen? Mm-hmm. So shepherding never stops. Mm-hmm even with boundaries in place. Um, But each week I ask myself, how can I communicate value to this person? One thing, know people's names. Mm. I know that sounds like a given. Know their names. Um, Pray for them. Know what's going on in their lives. Know what's going on with their kids. And again, I'm coming from a smaller congregation, but I would say that for pastors of larger congregations, the mandate never changes. Right. Mm-hmm. Just the method of how you accomplish the task has to change, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So then you're, you're pouring into leaders who are pouring into people and communicating. Yeah. Um, being authentic, mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. People can tell when you're not being real. So going back into that intertwining of lives, be real with people. Invite people over. You know, uh, for a long time, I never allowed people into my home just for different reasons. A lot of it was because this is my space. This is my my home. This is my quiet place. But as we started working toward more like discipleship and and more things like that, I really felt like it was important to bring people in to see. So, again, like you said, it's all about balance. Yeah. Got to keep those boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. But aside from that. Be available and and make sure that you're always living in a way that people feel like they are, that yeah. they're loved, they're valued, and they're seen. I have one more follow up on that. I'm sorry, okay. Heather, because I know you're like please, and don't let me ask another question. You just jump in there at the end of this question. Getting, it's you great. just get in it's there great. and say, Taylor, shut up. No, nope, this is wonderful. One more follow up question on that. Yeah. Everything you just described, mm-hmm. because we kind of answered that from a church leadership perspective. Everything you just described. Could you prescribe that to every church member, what you talked about? Or do you feel like some of that expectation, some of that living, um, the the mindset and the mentality that you just described, the heart posture you just described, how much of that is specific to the calling of church leadership, vocational church leadership, and just church leadership in general? Um, and how much of that is prescriptive to just the church? It's modeled through leadership, mm-hmm. mm. but if it 
if it is a culture, we use that word a lot, but right. it, it's a thing, you know. If you can successfully communicate to people that it is their job as the church to do those things, then you're unstoppable. It's unstoppable yeah. because um, that's what people need. Mm-hmm. People are hungry for connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. They say they're not, um, and a lot of times it has to be on their terms, but right. they're hungry for that. Mm. Yeah. And um, and so, yeah, and I will say we are blessed. We are so blessed with a community. I, we have a tribe of ladies. I call them tribe, but um, at our church that they're just very intentional about making sure, following up, checking in on people. If somebody needs a meal, mm. we've got a lady who's amazing. At, she'll deliver food. or mm. And so if you can show that, demonstrate that through leadership, and then create a culture of that mm-hmm. in your church. Yeah, there's nothing that that you can't do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, we'll is one hundred percent. We'll know if anyone emails us and, and is like, "That was amazing." Then we'll know the answer. <laughs> okay. It. I, don't know. Yes. <laughs> I love that though. I think that's I think that's so great. And just to to speak to the the term you used, authenticity, like leading from that place of authenticity. Um, is just so beautiful. It, it helps people see that they can relate to you. Like you're not up here, you're right here, you Absolutely. know, with them. And, and if, if you can live that way, then they can live that way. And so like, like you said, modeling it, it challenges them too. Um, and, and then you're, you're delegating these roles. You're, you're giving people opportunity and ownership to, to do these things within the ministry. So it becomes something that they're proud of. And then you're, you know, you're pushing them to, to greatness and, and together, like you said, it just creates this unstoppable force for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's mm. such a beautiful model. Like, I love mm. it. I, I, I love to be a part of a community like you're describing where everybody is for each other. You're pushing each other forward and, and you're, you're challenging that standard, um, as the leader and you're, you're discipling, you're making disciples who make disciples. And so it's right. just, it's awesome. I love that. I love that so much. And so to use a term that we could um, use for your podcast um, that you're going to create, <laughs> I'd like to shift gears okay. um, into oh, this. <laughs> I see like that. Did you yeah. see what I did? I like that. Shift gears to this next topic that um, I know you know so well, and that's having the position of also not being just a worship pastor and all these other things, but also a pastor's wife mm-hmm. and kind of what, uh, you know, the stereotypes that come along with that um, and what that role or position is for you. Like, how do you view, um, I don't know how to formulate it best, but like that that title of pastor's wife and, and do you feel like it, it comes with like unspoken pressure expectations or kind of give us insight into your world from a pastor's wife perspective and what that is for you. Okay. And Heather, yeah. you know you're going to have to stop me on this one because you know I got so many Because you're a pastor's wife? I'm a pastor's wife. <laughs> yeah. And I, no. just She's like, don't even get me started. <laughs> I have so many yes. questions. I'm just, I'm just warning both it's of you. A, I have so yes. many questions. Go, Boy, go let's yeah. go. Like, and passion how, right like, here is about If there's to come a wall out. of stereotypes, then mm. I'm going to hand you a sledgehammer and I would love for you to just smack okay. it, whatever, yeah. wherever you can. This is, yeah. right, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, hey, but for real, go ahead. Yeah. So stereotypes, yes, there are a lot of unwritten rules that people, you know, and yeah. un, 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 uh, what was the word? Like expectations. Expectations that are yes. unwritten necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them would be, as a pastor's wife, you always have to know how to play the piano. Oh, my Every word. pastor's wife needs to be able to play the piano. Yeah, my wife yeah. has experienced that yeah. in multiple churches mm-hmm. where that's some of the first questions. Well, what instrument do you play? What do you do? You know, and like, do you, do you play, play an piano? instrument? And I do she's not. like, well, she played, she was a really good trumpet player in oh. school, but she doesn't, she sold her trumpet. <laughs> it's not a lot of call for leading worship after, from the it's trumpet. Not, yeah. It's not like me singing right. her playing trumpet. It's not, that's kind of weird, but, uh, <laughs> but that, that has experienced that same thing. Well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So play an instrument. You always have to be best dressed. Mm. Um, people think that you are, I mean, I think people think this, but the stereotype is you're perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't get angry. Mm -hmm. Um, Your kids are always really well behaved. Mm -hmm. You can teach Sunday school, do the nursery. Like that's, Mm -hmm. those are typical 
stereotypes that I that I perceived that people were kind of expectations. You never get angry. That was mm-hmm. a big one. I think I may have already mm-hmm. said that. But um, so coming into this role, I will say um, that the Lord really knew what He was doing mm-hmm. whenever He placed us under the leadership of Heather's parents. Of I don't know, if I, but um, Pastor Darren and Debbie, um, because the model that was was given in that role she she operated in who she was hmm. she does she operates mm-hmm. in who she is right. um she knows her strengths she knows her weaknesses and she operates in that perfectly and so yeah. back to the 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 loved seen the valued thing i you wouldn't i wouldn't see you know miss deb i call her miss deb standing on a platform holding a microphone and preaching a sermon on Sunday mornings. Not typically. It's just Mm -hmm. not her personality. But I witnessed her day to day reaching out to people and loving people in a way that they, everyone in this, it's a large church, they feel valued and they feel seen and they feel loved. Mm -hmm. And so when I stepped into the role as a pastor's wife, there was a battle there going on of, okay, what I felt like people expected of me. But I also had this great, example to fall back on. And so yeah. I had to find out, you know, I feel like I'm rambling, but no, there good. are people, when we planted this church, we had people coming in from all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. all different church experience, some with a lot with no church experience. Mm-hmm. And so trying to, if I were to try to hop around into the, all of, to fit into all of those molds that sure. people had, it would have killed me. It would have been devastating. Yeah. So... As a pastor's wife, there are unfair expectations, um, but I think that the important thing is, like I said before, to really grow into an understanding of who you are, what the Lord has called you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and one big thing that I always say is, is I want to be me walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and so w- what I, like I mean by that mm-hmm. is there are, I'm a, I'm a very emotional person. I feel very, I feel empathy easily for people. It's a gift. I'm thankful for it's from the Lord. But the flip side of that is I am an emotional person. So Mm -hmm. I'm, sometimes I have a a tendency to be aggressive or to be, um, very, um, protective. And so in times like that, if I'm not walking with Jesus, Mm -hmm. then sometimes I could be operating outside of of where I should be. So mm-hmm. I'll say things I shouldn't say or I'll I'll um, act out in a way that I shouldn't. And so yeah. in the beginning of this, that was a real struggle for me because I felt like if I if I was myself and I was being authentic that I wouldn't be I wouldn't measure up. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so um yeah, it's important to know who you are mm-hmm. and understand that God doesn't make mistakes. Um, and that he formed, you know, Psalm, I think it's 139, I have it on here, but Psalm 139 talks about how um, the Lord knew us, he knitted us together, and that all of our days were written down before one of them took place. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that the Lord has called me to this role, and he put me together, Mm -hmm. gives me great peace. Right. So I, I do have a question. Yeah. If I, I want to talk about kind of how it is uh, kind of pushing in like perception and tone a little bit. And I'm asking you to answer this, but if if you would kind of think of maybe the, the populace of pastor's wives or like women who are married to preachers, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it that way, uh, that group of people. So I'm asking you to answer but with them in mind. Um, do you feel like there's... Is there a difference when this conversation or uh, is happening amongst um, you know? So Heather and I are sitting here. Let's use us as examples. Heather asks this question or says something about oh, you know, makes a joke about being a pastor's wife or something, mm-hmm. and I make a joke about you being a pastor's wife. What's the tonal differences there that you've experienced talking with people? Um, I'm asking this question because I have I have examples in my mind that I'm wondering if you've also experienced of. It seems like a funny joke, but sometimes it's like, why don't you see me as more than that? I don't know. Like, why are you bringing that up? It doesn't matter at all. And when a guy does it, it just feels different. 
I don't mm-hmm. to me um, than when there's like an understanding between um, maybe two women who are married to pastors, you know, mm-hmm. um, and those differences in those conversations. So okay. kind of trying to pull out some example, uh, maybe not examples, but just some tone to that conversation mm-hmm. and maybe um, maybe pull down like address a little bit of this so where it's like this probably doesn't have to be a conversation that we even really ever talk about or I love talking about it. I love uh, you know talking about being a pastor's wife whatever what's the tone to the conversation I think I understand the question I know it's kind of a hard one I was yeah yeah so I've never experienced um, thankfully a, a, a man or a male making mm-hmm. a joke about that um, that's but good. I feel like it all comes down to the heart of it and the camaraderie that's there because mm-hmm. um, being a pastor's wife is a really, really lonely place. Oh, mm-hmm. man. You, it is so lonely yeah. because that's right. You, you're seeking out relationship with people, mm-hmm. most of which don't really want to have a relationship with you. They really don't. Huh. Whether it's because they feel like, oh, that's the pastor's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been my experience. I feel like you can't ever be just relaxed and be yourself. Yeah. And so whether that's good or bad, maybe that's an area that the Lord is going to grow me in. I try to be, again, always be authentic. Mm-hmm. I have a relationship with the ladies in our church, but you always have that role, that title. It's Yes, I, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. It's like this... Um, it's like this level that you can't really go beneath right. almost like you can have this it's not superficial but it's mm-hmm. not ultra deep either you know what i mean like you can have yeah. those and and is is part of that like from like this idea that we need to protect you know what i mean like maybe some of it i would say too though that that in some situations without wisdom it's irresponsible most definitely to yes. to go into um, personal details mm-hmm. about your life and your mm-hmm. relationships yeah. Yep. I feel like some of that's very irresponsible because, again, I'll use the word authentic. Be authentic 100%, mm-hmm. but you don't have to share everything with everyone. Because if you have a baby Christian who's struggling mm-hmm. or someone who's mm-hmm. growing up along, yep. um, you don't want to be a stumbling block mm-hmm. either. Most definitely. So it's guarded under protection, mm-hmm. but also wisdom, trying mm-hmm. to be wise. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. for a, a, oh, yeah. back to your question, a, a pastor's wife... You know, if I approach a pastor's wife and we're talking and that joke is made, yeah. it, there's a camaraderie there. We, right. She gets it. She mm-hmm. knows what that feels like. Right. Whereas someone else coming from the outside, the tendency would be to to make a joke like a dig. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and I've experienced, I have experienced people, um, a conversation that I had that, that I don't know that I handled super well, but it was a, a young girl who was, who was felt a call to ministry Hmm. and she was frustrated. She expressed frustration because she had entered a room and somebody said, Oh, whose wife are you? And she got Mm -hmm. really offended because she was like, how dare you assume that I'm a pastor's wife? (laughs) Well, that frustrated me because the pastor's wife is, it's a a tough role, but it is, it's an honored role. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I have such an honor to, it's such an honor to me to be able to, to come alongside my husband Mm-hmm. And to encourage him and to love him and to serve our church body together. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I, I, I appreciate that because I, just through the years of experience and, and seeing some conversations um, that my wife has been through, and um, she's she's a little different, so she hasn't had a ton of these experiences, but hearing people addressing other spouses like on staff spouses has just kind of grown a distaste in my mm-hmm. in my mind for how we like just kind of flippantly talk about these yeah. things or and and also I have this well we won't talk about it this time at this point but I have <laughs> this like subliminal thing of like we as vocational ministers really enjoy the platform of of being in leadership and so anything we can do to diminish that mm-hmm. and lean into humility is I'm interested in mm-hmm. but um I, I appreciate you saying those things so maybe we we spin this a bit, or in my mind, let's spin it a bit and say, what's the what's the promotion of that uh, role in the church? Because you're speaking to it um, 
specifically as kind of a role, but also give the example of you, you spoke with this young, mm-hmm. um, young woman in leadership or wanting to be in leadership at least. And um, there is a, a pretty large conversation right now among young women. It seems like, obviously, I'm not in the depths of it, but I'm, I hear it and, and engage in it, right? Of um, they want to distance themselves from maybe being called a pastor's wife or they want to distance themselves from um, who or whose wife are you or something like that. That's, it becomes offensive, mm-hmm. which I get on some levels. Like right. I do too. this is a human that mm-hmm. the, this she just walked in a room. It's just, it shouldn't be whose mm-hmm. wife are you? But then also you, you, it seemed like you were responding and like, well, why are you so offended by being a pastor's wife? Like that would, that shouldn't be offensive either. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the, what's the good part? You spoke to it a little bit. Like you enjoy, you know, coming alongside your husband and, and serving in that way. Uh, what should young women, let me ask it this way, better way. What should young women be looking forward to in church leadership? As a pastor's wife or in general? I think you could answer it either way. Both ways, if you want. Well, I have a daughter Mm -hmm. who is an adult. She is a youth pastor and Mm -hmm. a worship minister. Mm -hmm. And so she faces a a bit of a struggle, I think, in just trying to connect with the ministry community. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a female, she's she's still um, not—the majority is male. It still is. Um, It's it's changing and it's growing, and that's great. but as a, a, a young woman who is, is, is facing a call of leadership, uh, especially in a pastor's wife role, um, I could say just be, let me think about it. Yeah. Let me ask one, uh, are you going to go? I think it almost stems back to what you've already said in knowing mm-hmm. who you are right. and knowing your individual call, right. you know, like, because mm-hmm. I think there's this stigma, like, to kind of somewhat tie all this in somehow, but, like, that that a pastor comes with his wife as a package deal, and mm-hmm. there's not that individual calling. Well, there is, but it's not observed. It's right. not always seen. Right. And so right. yeah. I would say, like, tapping into understanding your own individual role and calling, you know, and, and, and leading from that place and then redirecting those conversations with younger girls who sees it as a negative role Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. saying your, your part matters. Also, you're not a a tag along, like you bring value Mm -hmm. to the table as well. You know, like you are a unit, but it's not, necessarily a, a package deal mm-hmm. you know what I mean as as everyone calls it from a negative standpoint but like you bring your individual gifts and your 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 giftings you know to the table and it brings value to the ministry as a whole and then together it's a right it's a it's a force of nature because the yeah. Lord God doesn't make mistakes that's right and so he he puts you mm-hmm. you know for those of us with a spouse in ministry, I believe 100% that he puts us together. His strengths are not going to be my strengths, but my mm-hmm. strengths are not going to be his strengths. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I am blessed because my husband, um, he he wants to see me mm-hmm. serve. He wants to see me grow. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like you said, just understanding who you are, understanding that God doesn't make mistakes mm-hmm. and he knows what he's doing when he puts you together and finding your place mm-hmm. and where you can serve the best. And also not only that, but looking for opportunities to grow. There are some things that, that we carry around inside of us that we don't even know are there until we're pushed Mm -hmm. out of a comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And then for young women in ministry who are not married, just understand that again, the Lord knows what he's doing. Right. And you can, you have a a call on Mm -hmm. your life, move with it, run with it. Don't spend your young years, you know, looking around for your, your other half. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Go with mm. it. That's so good. Move yeah. forward. Yeah. And then one of these days, I heard, I don't know if you guys, Lecrae, he's a, yeah, a, a I love Lecrae. Oh, yeah. um, well, I'm on my top down, random. listening to that Jesus I know. music, baby. I yeah. went to a concert one <laughs> yeah. time, and he said the, the most profound thing to me. He said, oh. I was just, I'm going to misquote it, but he's talking about, I was just running ahead as fast as I could. And he said, one day I looked to my side, yeah. and she was running right along next I to me, that, and yeah. I knew she was the one. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. a good gift from above. Right. That's right? cool. And a gift is not something you're really anticipating. Right. Uh, it's just something that comes. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, 
I'll, I'll say too, I think just to add that on there, general guidance to young leaders mm-hmm. is run after Jesus. Right. Right. 100%. Let, let's not, it's far too often young in leadership, you feel this pressure to gain more and more and more uh, authority. Mm-hmm. There's a pressure to gain more and more and more uh, leeway and decision-making abilities. And really, you need to grow and grow and grow mm-hmm. in Jesus and do that in the safety of uh, submission to probably another Definitely. leader. Definitely. Right? Like the just longest time, longest time you can. Mm-hmm. Um, last question. Let's, let's, cool. let's do this All one. Right. Let's do All right. Uh, what do you think, Heather? What do you think? Uh, want to do success? <laughs> or we want to do uh, just highlights? What do you want to do? Uh, you call let's, it. Yeah, let's do the let's do the success. Ooh, let's do success. Yeah, let's do that. So um, let's let's kind of just talk about what it means to succeed in the church. It seems like there's there's this personal success that you try to see as an individual in ministry, but there's also like this overall church success, right? And so where can vocational leaders like do better and how can the church step up in the area of like healthy success perspective? So it's kind of like a twofold question, mm-hmm. like individual success in the ministry and then overall church success. Like what does it mean in those areas to succeed in the church? That's a hot topic. That's a hot, it topic. a hot topic. It is. I will say that success goes far beyond um, styles of worship and congregation yes. size. Yep. Completely. Um, and I, what we perceive as success isn't always what God views as success. And mm-hmm. I have a, it would be devastating to me to get to the end of all of this and to find out that I was busy doing things that did not matter. Mm, yeah. That's devastating to me. Mm-hmm. So Jesus came to seek and save the lost, mm-hmm. and we were told to make disciples. That's right. Right? And so... The fact that we have churches, we have so many churches in Northwest Arkansas, and they all have different styles and different ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. To me, that that excites me and that gives me hope because that's just another example of God providing for his people because we all have different needs. We have different backgrounds. We have different preferences. And so mm-hmm. for a lady or a man that would say, I prefer more traditional service, and they enjoy worshiping bathed in the light of fluorescent lights. I mean, that's just their thing. (laughs) If that's your thing and you're getting good word and your mission will be there, Mm -hmm. it's healthy. If you you prefer um, to worship in a darker setting with lights and haze, as long as the mission is there and it's you're getting good word, Mm -hmm. go there. Let's Mm -hmm. stop, stay in our lane. Let's stop being pointing fingers. I will say as style... The, the gospel of Jesus Christ never changes. It will That's never right. change. Yes. Yeah. But the methods have to change. Mm-hmm. They have to, to reach people. Yes. And so I will say gauging success, you can have everything. Um, but if you are not seeking the lost mm-hmm. and you're not making disciples, you are missing a huge part of ministry. Mm. And as leaders, if we're not yeah. communicating that to our people, um, then we're missing a huge part of ministry. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's and so good. with those things in mind, you set goals, you set plans, you cast vision with those end goals in mind, mm-hmm. and then you celebrate success. You tell your people, this is what success looks like. Right. And we're knocking it out of the park. And so what that does is it encourages people to do more. Mm. Right. So. Yeah. I heard a, a quote one time that I think is really cool. Um and it was the, de- the defining of relevance, like mm-hmm. what is relevant, mm. because I think a lot of churches struggle with that. They mm-hmm. really want to be relevant. And I thought this definition was great, a re- redefining of it. And it's, relevance is measured by the distance between what you say and what you do. And mm. if you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, it doesn't matter what you say you're going to do, you're not very relevant. Mm. Right. If you say you're going to do something and you always follow through... It doesn't really matter what you say you're going to do or why you're doing it because you followed through, which mm-hmm. makes you very relevant. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was good because we yeah. think of relevance mm-hmm. as in connection to current style, right? right? But really relevance is does someone actually want to listen to what you're saying <laughs> and, right. and actually want to join you in your effort or or you join them in their effort or whatever, you know? Relevant. I thought, I thought that was a cool, uh, a cool effort to redefine yeah. that word a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, uh, and God doesn't. 
all, all of our walk is not all of our walks are not going to be the same. Right. And so we really have to take a step back and look at who we have in our congregation, what the Lord has called us to do, and focus on the most important things and do them really, really well. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, Heather, why don't you uh, why don't you holler out? Let people know where they can find Christina. Yes. Because they're gonna want to. They're gonna. You're gonna gain. You're gonna gain literally ones of followers. That's awesome. I, I am looking forward to it. I don't know how many ones of followers you're gonna. Find. Maybe seven. Well, I know I at least know. my husband least. and my sister. Least, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So you can find Christina on Instagram. She's at Chris Clark X two. And also, if you want to follow the church, uh, Centerpoint is at Centerpoint NWA. Awesome follow because. Yours truly, Christina Clark, is the creator of all amazing things that are hitting all these platforms. Um, And so if you would tell us, tell us when, what time your services are on Sunday. And so that if anybody wants to come and check out Centerpoint, they can, they can do that. Give us that info real quick. Okay. We meet uh, each Sunday morning. Service starts at 10, 10 a.m. We meet at the AAO. We're currently a mobile church. We meet at the AAO in Rogers. It's just uh, to the north of Defy off of Dixieland. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for coming. Yes. Thank you for this having me. so good. So rich. So fun. Yes. Thank you for just bringing your your realness and your authenticity. Seriously. Like, thank you for bringing that and sharing that. Um, I believe this is this is stuff that's going to help people yeah. all over. So thank I'm you. I'm excited. You let me know yeah. when you launch the podcast. All right. We will totally <laughs> We'll do subscribe. a joint podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> joint podcast recording or something. I'll bring Maybe sure. in the car. I'm Maybe just, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll do it from the podcast recording from the car, yeah. right? And we'll scream at people. Editing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Editing will be key. That yeah. will be. <laughs> we'll just bleep. We'll just be the bleep. That's it. That's, the, that's it. Uh, all right. Good so you. great. Thank you so much. Yes, this was awesome. Thanks. All right.